0: It is another Sunday evening here in February, a chilly February uh, eve here uh, on the British Isles, I guess I will say. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Barry, joined as always by my co-hosts, my pals, and in one case a producer, Paul.
1: The snow is on the way, Barry.
0: Are you ready? Yeah, I was just reading about that just as we were getting ready to get going here. I, was no, like, I said...
1: Are you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you could have gone in another direction with that and said it doesn't matter if you're ready, is another thing you could have done there. Um, yeah, that's not as good. Uh, also, with us is Joe. Hello! Hello! We've got a, a, a rocking show uh, for you, everybody. Uh, we've got goffs, we've got wrestling. We've got life, we've got takes, we've got all, all the stuff. you got you won't believe it, lads, this week, right? I've, I, oh, I've been all over the place. Um, Saturday, yesterday, it was, I believe, um, we went for a walk, and I met three people while I was out for a walk, which is honestly the most social interaction I've had with a person not checking out my groceries at Tesco. Um, in many a month, and I have to say it was quite nice. It was quite the mood elevator. Uh, I bumped into a friend of my girlfriend's, bumped into someone from work, so who I literally have not seen since March, uh, and uh, bumped into a cousin of mine as well. All in one like hour long stretch while just walking through the old city centre. I tell you, it was like <laughs> nineteen ninety nine. It was that is famous <laughs> at that famous year where we were all allowed to go out before the computers came along to aid us. Oh yeah.
2: Um, oh,
1: yeah.
0: So yeah, that was the, the highlight of the week. Elsewhere in in lockdown guff, I did um I did tap out on the old uh, lockdown beard and hair growth. Oh uh, yeah. Um, and did uh, sat myself down as if it I tell you all. All we were missing right this morning was instead of it being my girlfriend, if it was if it had only been my auntie, and if instead of doing it at, at like eleven o'clock in the morning, we had done it while Glen Rowe was on the telly. Um, yeah. uh, because I sat there with a little uh, this tiny little tarp wrapped around me in lieu of a barber's <laughs> cloak, um, and she took my beard razor to my head. Um and you know not quite I'm not Stone Cold Steve Austin sitting here but it's a I was gone for the something akin to say a number two razor if you were to go to an actual barber and get it done mm. um, and I must say I feel about twenty pounds lighter in the head area um, and significantly less greasy um, which is good. Um so yeah you know that's been that's been the latest uh, uh, attempt to busy myself and uh, keep the old sanity in check for the old lockdown nice very good has anyone has anyone else tried to do any sort of diy grooming in in the absence of the of the barbers
1: uh i did a long time ago um i've since been to a barbers when that was allowed for Ooh. a week Ooh. But, yeah uh, i also did in that in that brief window yeah 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 no i think i think in the in the first lockdown i natty might have done my hair for me but um yeah we just but same as you we just bu- buzzed it pretty much mm-hmm. um just do it because usually when she cuts my hair she's pretty good at it she'll do the old scissors on top uh, short bracket sides uh, duh, duh, duh. but um we just buzzed it just easier um and then since then like i said i've I've had the old professionals do it, and now it's getting a little bit long again um I don't remember when I got a cut. it was probably october Novemberish, something like that. so I, I might need to get a cut again soon, but it's uh um, yeah, yeah, we'll see
2: yeah i've been I've had four haircuts in the last year, I had one just before lockdown, which was thank God then uh, Michelle gave me a number one all over last summer. Uh, it was very short. Then I snuck in a, a professional one during the old... Uh, later on in the summer. And Michelle cut it the other day as well. And I think we're going to keep doing that. Actually turns out quite well. So, you know, save yeah. a, saves a tenner. So we're going to keep shaving that old hair. Yeah, I think, I think it's just... It, it's... It upkeep is the wrong word because
0: i'm not doing anything to it <laughs> but just just having it flop all over in the mask beard situation is ah like, oh, get it enough of it away with this you know um so yeah uh, that's been about the peak of the the life of for for me there um i see here on a rundown someone got post i actually did get the last of my christmas post um, this week as well, which is good. So I think I'm actually all all caught up with the postman.
1: What about what about you boys? Yeah, I um finally got my work Oscar <gasps> thing, which I was happy about. Now let me let me explain what happened to you, right? So what is it now? Two, three weeks in the making, mm. <laughs> the build to this yeah. pay per view uh, payoff. So I figured what probably happened is they sent the the parcel to the wrong address right maybe to the 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 apartment that we recorded our video podcast in where i no longer live that's available on youtube i don't know what the url is chair podcast live it's there. um so i figured that's probably what happened Um, But I was on to the the HR girls at work. I was saying, do you have any update for me? No, they didn't. (laughs) This was on like a Monday. Then was a Wednesday. Then was a Friday. Then was a Monday again. And then one of the times they messaged me and said, they're on with on post lost and found or whatever. (coughs) And then finally on Wednesday of this week, I got a message from them. I don't have it in front of me, but along the lines of, uh can you check the landlord of that old address uh see if it, <laughs> we might have posted it there after all i don't know why it would take two weeks for us to work that one out but apparently you posted it to the wrong address so i got oh. onto the landlord granted landlord uh who i haven't spoken to since august 2017 right so they l- might be dead for all i know <laughs> sent him an email uh, you probably don't remember me. used to live down there in that apartment. Uh,
2: uh, I left a big old shit ago. in the middle
1: of the floor the last time I left. <laughs> uh, do you know if I received any posts? I probably didn't, because if if uh, if I did, the people there probably would have contacted you to get a contact for me, and to let me know that I'd post. Um, but rather, the, the, the response I got from the landlord is, yes, Paul, they do have posts for you. Why they why, again, that message took two weeks to reach me, I don't know <laughs> from them. Um, so, anyway, long story short, we got the package, opened it up. Uh, lovely 100 euro gift card, Ooh. all for one. So, that's, uh, I spent only half of it on myself. See how generous and lovely I am. Uh, pre-ordered Pokemon Snap for myself and Natty on our respective Switches. Um, box of chocolates now here's the thing with the box of chocolates right i am a man of you know meager want i don't expect too much i'm happy with the bare minimum uh to the extreme that when i got this lovely box of lily o'brien's chocolates mm. right very fancy very, very nice fancy man. yeah my initial reaction was of disappointment that it wasn't Heroes or something. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, because I, I was, I'd kind of made my mind up almost that that's what it was going to be yeah. in advance. It would just be, just be old leftover Christmas Heroes or mm-hmm. whatever they had lying around that they could throw, you know, our way. No, fancy Lily O'Brien's ones in that. Now, of course, I haven't eaten any because I'm on my no goodie February, but that was quite nice. Uh, got a lovely certificate with nice comments about me on it, which is very nice. Uh, no Oscar statuette, though, right? Oh, So I said, I'll go right on to them. Uh, excuse me. Uh, no Oscar statuette. What's that about? And they said, well, yeah, Paul, your award was technically uh, client recognition. It wasn't part of the Oscars, even though we run them concurrently. Oh, and They're no. more or less exactly the same. So that, that stank a bit of cheapness to me, but I was like, all right, look, the oscar the Oscar statue is actually the least important part. Some tat that is just clutter Yeah, yeah. I mean it's going from the post to the bin, you know. Yeah, and I, I actually already have an Oscar from work, so I don't really need a second one. Um, <laughs> and that's
0: famously what Streep
1: said. <laughs> I think that's in Tom Hanks' uh, Forrest Gump speech actually. <laughs> We only got the Philadelphia one and tossed this one up Um But yeah, we finally got it. That hundred euro gift card I had for about half an hour before it was all spent. Um chocolates haven't been touched. And uh Yeah, the the certificate is up in me, mantelpiece, all happy and proud. Um as far as no goodie February is going, mm. what is it now? Six days in, seven days in. Not had a goodie. Oh, very good. no goodie list. Not at any... Well, I'm not a heroin addict. Like, you know, I can go... <laughs> yeah, but nonetheless, anything. you know. Um, No fizzy drinks, which is probably the longest I've gone without one since I was about eight. <laughs> I don't know. Full full week, I've only drank water and, and milk on the old cereal. That's it. Um, No crisps, no popcorn, no ice pops, no chocolate, no candy, no... No cookies, no biscuits. Um, Eating very clean. The The weight loss hasn't been quickly apparent, though. Um, I was 196 pounds. 196 last time we spoke. Uh, weighed in this morning, 194.2, mm-hmm. which is good, right? It's like almost two pounds. But consider that the night before we last spoke was Royal Rumble, and I had about half a cake during that paper. <laughs> okay. So the, the the amount I weighed in the first day was slightly um, artificially, <laughs> you know, increased. Um, so I'd say if I hadn't eaten that much during the... Because you know, Royal Rumble is like the swan song for goodies. So I had crisps and cake and so on. So 196 was maybe a bit elevated. But uh, yeah, I was expecting to be a little... Maybe into the 193s by now, which I'm not fair enough i'm not trying to do it too extreme i don't lose weight too quickly but um if i'm under 190 by the end of february i'd say that would be a success you know um so i uh, today for example for my lunch i had uh carrots and a chicken fillet mm-hmm. grilled and then for dinner i had lovely uh steak and a few chips and that's pretty much all I've eaten today. So <laughs> I'll probably have some cereal after we record this. Okay, but make uh, sure it doesn't never. Make sure it's not like you know frosted shreddies. No, rice Rice Krispies <laughs> is the uh, cereal of choice for me. Which is you know, it's not perfect. It's not you know bran flakes or wheat or one of those. But those are also death. Who wants to You know, the cereals. It's also not like, um, cocoa pops or ricicles are one of those like really sugary ones so mm-hmm. it's like a, it's like a happy medium you know that's probably the closest i've come to uh, a goodie. one thing i'll say as well is in the uh, absence of goodies i've definitely maybe had a slice or two too many of bread in the week um because I, I i've someone else has also been walking a lot i've been walking a lot this week and i'll get in from a maybe Fifteen thousand step walk, and I'll be hungry, and I have to cook dinner. And I say, "Well, I'm hungry now, though." So while it's cooking, I'll sneak a little slice of bread in. And say, "Well, that'll do me until the food is ready to actually eat." But anyway, that's uh, that's been my week. Hmm.
2: Uh, yeah, as as mentioned, a lot of walking at my end. Good, a lot of walking, and I do like I I love going for long walks. um Normally, but when it's your only source of entertainment, uh, gets a bit boring. But, um, we went for a good, probably, say, eight mile walk yesterday, um, back to kind of where Michelle and I
1: live. That's (laughs) very long
2: where we used to live, um, before we we bought this house. Um, yeah, so it was a long one, and then just a shorter walk today. It was snowing today, so um, we didn't fancy a long walk, so we just did, uh, I don't know, about an hour or so um yeah that was all right a bit nice bit walking um listeners will be pleased to know that our drains have been fixed after oh. uh, last week's debacle um got, got a little fella out he came out fixed it in about i want to say five minutes um 145 <laughs> quid so um, that's all right that's all right you know he's got an living. Fair play to him. Yeah, he sounds like he's earned a hell
0: of a living, to be honest. <laughs> he, fucking, he could have done two more on his way home.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, but I was just so, so relieved to get it fixed, and we did about five loads of, of washing on the same day. So, yeah, that's a relief. That's a relief. So that's, that's the good news. Other than that, not not how whole, whole much else going on. Um, it cooks a lovely... I've got, I'm also trying to eat a bit more healthy uh, since the start of the new year. I'm... I'm stubbornly stuck at about 161 pounds though. That is my that has been my weight um for the last few weeks. I was about 164, 165 at the start of the year, so I have lost a couple of pounds, but it's hard to get below that. I think it's the eating Oreos after dinner every day might be the problem. I don't know. I'll try and knock that on the head. But yeah. <laughs> I cooked a lovely chicken uh chipotle chicken chili uh uh, kind of chilli that I'm going to have for uh, lunch all next week. So that will be hopefully be very nice and healthy and tasty. So that's my plan. Yeah, but that was it. That was that was the week. The week that was. A lot a fun.
1: The thing I find about having a nice walk is I because f- I I usually go on my own because mm. Natty hates a walk. <laughs> <laughs> she, she not for a 15,000 step walk. She don't you don't want to do it. So I usually find that that's like good podcast time for me. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which brings me on to uh, podcast guff. Oh really yeah, quick segment, right? i have listening to this um, Scrubs podcast. Oh yes, we, we watch. The show phase on again. and Braff. Phase on and Braff, right? And we're on season four now. I say we, like it's me and them, you and the boys.
0: Yes, take it out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> on season four, right? But as the show has progressed, kind of like our show, um, what started as a Scrubs rewatch podcast has descended into 40 minutes of talking about fucking the GameStop situation. (laughs) And then let's bring on Sarah Chalk for 10 minutes of Scrub Talk. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then 30 minutes with, with some fan who calls in every episode oh i love scrubs oh my god what you're ruining your podcast and shit now i can't even listen to it uh
0: anyway sarah did you watch dynamite uh, no
1: me neither
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah i don't know i'm not i'm not enjoying that one so much because i watched the episode and i'm like oh i can't wait to see what they think of this joke or this set for or this twist and then they barely brush over because they're talking about gamestop for an hour come on this is not gamestop guff it's scrubs guff That's all i want to hear
0: right i have no i have no podcast guff takes this week i've i've listened to the same collection of podcasts for about a decade at this stage so um uh yeah so uh We'll move on, then, into the old teleguff. Not much... Uh, I'm kind of in the mood to start something new, but I don't really know. I I think I'll have to bite the bullet soon and just start watching WandaVision. Even though, like, if you were to ask me to name the two the two characters I have the least interest out of all them, them 17 Marvel movies, which ones would I be least likely to be interested in watching? It would honestly be those two. And then number three would would probably be... Is it? Is his name the Hawk? Anthony Mackey's oh, character. Oh, no, 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 not Hawk. Anthony Anthony Mackey's character. Falcon. 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 And he's in the next one. So in the next show they're doing on Disney. So they are not have to do a great start, but everyone won't shut the fuck up about it. So I, I might start that soon. But in the meantime, we are just still watching uh, Breaking Bad. Um, I'm having I'm catching myself several times. I'm really trying to not spoil it and say, oh well, you know. Hmm? That's who knows what's gonna happen, you know, um, with with Brona watching it for the first time. Uh, you know. Uh but yeah, it's um we just watched the episode, great episode, uh, where they're in the RV in the junkyard and Hank uh uh corners them. Uh great episode, right. great episode. Uh see so we finished season two since we last talked about uh season two probably the weak one for me. It's a bit long, bit meandering. Uh, I still to this day I don't really like The ending of season 2 I think it's really Really contrived Really contrived
1: Uh, I don't even remember Which is the ending Of season 2
0: The The Plane the planes, the, the uh, plane, the plane, the, the
1: plane. <laughs> the little
0: fella comes oh, oh, along, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He goes, "Oh, Jesse, the plane." I um, know <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's with the air traffic controller. He's yeah, like, with, with the pink, the pink bear. Yeah, yeah. It? I, I just, I remember at the time. Like, I kind of get it, you know, consequences of your action, butterfly effect, blah, 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 blah But I was, like, ah, it's just, I think it's so contrived. Um, it is a little bit of Emmerdale Christmas special, <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, I I I I like how they follow up on it in season three, and then I I think with season three that you are after the races. Then it's non stop um, uh, from from the point of season three onwards. So yeah, still a very good show. In case anyone was wondering, uh, but yeah, maybe next week I'll, I'll I'll start something new. What about you, boys? What are you watching?
2: Uh, watching new series on Netflix. It's a French oh, little French series. Hello, bonjour. Uh, <laughs> called uh, Lupin. And it's, um, it's about this guy who's a bit of a kind of, I don't know, like a con artist, kind of hustler sort of guy. Very, he's kind of the hero. He's a very suave kind of con man and he's doing it for good reason sort of thing. Um, but it's, it's not based on, but a big theme of it is this kind of French, uh, character called Arsene Lupin who's kind of like a French Sherlock Holmes and it's like a real character in a series of books that they have in France. And so it's not an adaptation of that, but this character is very much like that character. So it's kind of almost like um you know if, like one of those adaptations of Sherlock Holmes where mm-hmm. it's and, that, and inspired by that rather than him being the actual character. Um so anyway it's this it's this guy whose dad was kind of forced uh, falsely accused and kind of fitted up of a crime back in the 90s. And now he's going about using his kind of con artistry to uh, right some wrongs and to um, get back at the kind of people that, that were behind it. So it's it's a very fun show. It starts off quite sort of um, uh, very kind of light and a bit silly the first couple of episodes, and it gets a bit darker after that. But, um, yeah, really, really fun show. Um, I haven't watched anything any kind of foreign language stuff in quite a long time just because it means I can't look at my phone and laptop uh, <laughs> while watching it unless we watch a dubbed version. But of course I would never ever do such a uh, low class thing as watch a dubbed version of a, of a foreign film or TV show. That's <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, uh, I would recommend it. Lupin. It's the, the lead guy is very charismatic and, uh, and a lot of fun. And uh, it's a fun time. Only five five episodes, five one hour episodes, so worth worth a watch if you fancy something a bit bit different on on Netflix.
1: Hmm, that does sound good. I think you like. It's quite fun. the The main guy has been in a few English productions as well. I see. Yeah, He's
2: it's the guy X Men and the X Men. It's the guy from. Uh, um, there was a French movie called the. It's oh, Antouchables. Yes, yes, the Untouchables, but not not, uh, not those untouchables. Not Elliot Ness and, and Sean Connery. The
1: one that got remade with um it was in the American remake it, of that
2: movie. It was Mr. Breaking Bad. Um Oh was it? What's his name? Bob
1: Cranson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesse Flemons uh was in The, the Upside, yeah. Brian Cranson, Kevin Hart.
2: It was Cranas, Cranas and Oh Cranners. yeah. I like that movie. Yeah, he
1: was he was Bishop in X-Men Days of Future Past. He was also in um, Jurassic World.
2: Oh, that's why I uh yeah. I'm Less good. Yeah. <laughs> I like Jurassic World. I blanked like. blank that one out. Um
1: Yeah, I, that looks good. That looks really good.
2: Yeah, good little show. I'll check that out. So yeah, that's mm. that's been the uh the main TV for the week. Already,
0: we can uh segue in to the movie. Go. I haven't really been watching much movies this weekend. I'm not playing lots of video games. So maybe we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, Movie Goff re Sorry to Bother You on uh, Netflix, which is the... uh,
1: It's a good movie.
0: Boots Riley directorial directorial debut. Uh <laughs> the dictatorial. The dictatorial, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, really great stuff. Still enjoyed it. Um, And also rewatched for some reason, Freddy vs. Jason, which is still extremely not good um and like i i I looked it up as i was letterboxing it and i was like i couldn't believe it's like 96 minutes long i like that is a three-hour film it is so (laughs) boring it is so fucking boring um because they just kind of treat it as like the uh 23rd or whatever it is uh, uh elm street movie so it's all just the teens and their drama and paying off the stories they've been telling for a decade at that stage. I was like, "Oh my god, this is." I I don't think I've seen it since it came out. I was like, "This is fucking shit." Um, but yeah, so that one was a stinker. But uh, uh, if you got Netflix, check out. Sorry to bother you. Uh, that's all I see. No, 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 no new films this week. I can't talk. Jesus.
2: Yeah, I I did watch Freddy vs Jason once, and it is. Um... Oh, it was a stinker. Oh, that was that is really of all of them. And it is—it's boring. It's not. Some of them are really bad, but I think that one is just really boring. Yeah, it's not even like stupid bad. It's just really boring. Yeah. Has there ever been a movie,
1: and without not not counting Kramer versus Kramer, ever been a a good movie
2: with verses in the title? <laughs> I actually watched Kramer versus Kramer today, and it's still still good. Did you really watch it today? Yeah, it was on it was on Channel Five, I think today. Really. Wow. It was uh, on at 11 o'clock in the morning, which is a bit early for Chroma vs. Chroma, to be honest, if you ask me, but there you go.
0: Um, versus? Versus. Uh, not Batman versus Superman, obviously. Uh, Scott not Scott Alien vs. Predator, obviously. Uh,
2: Scott, Pil- Scott Pilgrim versus The World?
0: I don't like that movie at all.
2: Yeah, I, I like Scott Pilgrim. Right? I, I don't like that, but... I
1: do. I do. I'm the lone
0: voice. The uh, Alien versus Predator is it does in parts loop back around into being like uh, shit, cheesy, amusing. Uh, unlike Freddy versus Jason, but I still would not make the case that it's good. Um, oh, I really can't think of anything. I'm um, trying to think. Is there another the people versus blank or whatever? The people versus George oh, Lucas is alright, but it's not. People
2: versus Larry Flynn. I haven't seen it. That's good. That's a good okay. Uh, there you go. If, um, what's his name? Uh, Woody Harrelson, the man.
0: There you go. Yeah, and uh, the People versus George Lucas is all right if you're into nerd n- documentaries about nerds getting upset about stuff. Um, which if you listen to this show, you must love that. I mean, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: yeah. So
1: uh, anyway, who
0: else has been watching a film this week?
1: Uh I've only watched one movie. It's uh, the the latest one in the Godzilla series. Um not the latest one. Obviously. The latest one that you the watched. One is, the latest one is that new one that's coming yeah. out. Um, but yeah. Um the the latest one that I've watched it's uh, Ghidorah the three-headed monster, right? Which apparently I found because I am one of those people who watch a dub film here. Yeah. Um because, and I've explained why. I'm not going to explain again why I'm watching the dubbed version of these films. I don't want to. It's the only thing I can do. Um, they call him Ghidra. Mm. As opposed to Ghidorah. I, now I don't remember in the 2019 one mm. what he's called. Is it? I'm sure it's Ghidorah because I would have remarked. They're calling him Ghidra. Ghidra. <laughs> Bart's monster's name is <laughs> Ge- Geecher? I've been calling him Crandall. <laughs> um so I'm gonna for the purpose of this continue to call him Ghidorah. I'm just that's what I'm used to. Um so King Ghidorah is like the best of the Godzilla monsters, objectively. He's the three-headed, like golden dragon who shoots electricity out of his mouth. It's like the best one. Um so this movie is his his origin. And he's coming out as Godzilla's arch nemesis, the very first one. Um, I think it's probably the best of the old ones that I've watched so far, uh, in that it completely embraces the bonkersness of these films, and so it doesn't try to be a serious, um, you know, allegory about nuclear war. It's just, you know, Godzilla is a big dinosaur what fights. Uh, mothra and rodan the uh the pterodon and they fight then there's this other big monster was a dragon with three heads so it kind of embraces that and the whole subplot of it is equally silly where what once was scientists in a boardroom with military type talking about godzilla is now a himalayan princess who is going to be assassinated so she escapes her homeland and comes th- to japan but her plane has a bomb on it it's going to be explode but before it can explode she gets possessed by an alien so. and escapes as you know it's it's not it's, it's like real b-movie sci-fi nonsense and that's kind of the tone of these later godzilla movies anyway well late early godzilla movies uh so it kind of clicked and it kind of worked for me i, I think it's the best like i said of the old ones that I've watched so far, Ghidorah is just badass. Anyway, anytime yeah. Ghidorah is around, loving it. <laughs> um, love a bit of Ghidorah, in me. Uh, so yeah, again, all these movies are like one hour, between one hour eighteen and one hour twenty eight. So that's a good length. They're quick, they're quick and easy to get through, and you're guaranteed a good twenty twenty five minutes of lads in suits fighting each other, uh, and it's a bit of crack. So. Although, I think I gave it an 8 on, on Letterboxd. That's not to say, by the way, that I think Ghidorah, the three-headed monster, is as good as, I don't know, you know, Tenet or something. But for these Godzilla movies, the way I enjoy them is so different that I almost have to have to mark them on a different scale, you know? It's like the B-movie scale, completely separate to what actual good movies <laughs> are. Um, slapping top of the championship. All right absolutely You're the other person in that league yeah you still get three points for a win but it's not equivalent to beating Liverpool no yeah. <laughs> you know as beating Wickham Wanderers or somebody <laughs> um now the next Godzilla movie I have to watch is even better titled than that one no. it? find it quickly here because this one in in terms of our versus discussion this one very easily could have been called Godzilla vs. Ghidra. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next movie is called Invasion of Astro Monster. Now, if that doesn't get you foaming, Ooh. I don't know what will. <laughs> Invasion of Astro Monster Ooh. followed by Ibira Horror of the Deep. Oh, that's, that, Two great titles yeah. back to back, right? Yeah, that's a good That's good stuff there. Uh, but then the, the next one gives me the heebie-jeebies of anxiety about it being horrible
2: because mm-hmm. it's called Son of Godzilla. <gasps> Son of Godzilla. <laughs> now, there were no good son of Godzilla.
1: Let's be real.
0: Now, how can I be a father and also destroy the city? <laughs> <laughs>
2: right, that's all I watched. Uh, I, 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 I got a couple of movies. Got a couple of movies. Um, <gasps> I watched Miss Juneteenth. Oh, yeah. Um, which is a kind of drama... Miss Juneteenth is a like a a beauty pageant, but a kind of uh, pageant for young ladies in the south of the US. Mm -hmm. Juneteenth being um, the day when kind of slavery sort of really ended in the US, Um, kind of a holiday I think. It's come to a bit more prominence, people are a bit more aware of now. Um, But anyway, it's about a mother who was Miss Juneteenth when she was younger and uh, didn't get the opportunity to kind of, live out all of the opportunities he gave because of, you know, various reasons and are upbringing. But she is now helping her daughter into the pageant while also trying to hold down jobs and yeah, keep relationships together. Um, and it's quite, quite sweet film, um, quite kind of low key, but it is, it, it tells a very slightly different take on that kind of pageant um uh, movie you know it's not all about the kind of glamour and lipstick and uh, learning a talent and all that kind of stuff and it's slightly different but has kind of similar themes around the kind of relationship between the parent and the, the child who's being kind of put into the pageant and, and whether it's more for the the parent or the child and that kind of thing but um, quite a different take on it so I did I did enjoy that uh, and on a very different note I watched Greenland the um the apocalyptic disaster movie starring Mr. Gerard Butler, um, which came out recently It's an Amazon production. Um, So he plays a structural engineer Mm. who gets an alert from the government that he has been selected to go into an underground bunker to be protected from uh, an impending disaster, which is a giant asteroid which is heading towards the Earth. Which everyone thinks is actually going to miss, but it turns out either they were wrong or the government were lying, and the asteroid is actually heading towards Earth, and they haven't told anyone because they don't want to panic the population. So um, Gerard Butler gets this alert that he has to take his family to this, um, you know, uh, military site, and the kind of movie goes on from there. It was it was a pretty good movie. It was quite well done. I really liked the disaster sort of elements of it, the way they. Um, they kind of had this asteroid sort of breaking up into different parts. So you had sort of bits, it wasn't like a kind of, uh, like something like deep impact or Armageddon where you just have one big asteroid that's going to hit at some point and destroy everything. Um, it was a really interesting, say so you had little bits of the asteroid breaking off, so it was kind of hitting a city at a time and then there were smaller bits hitting and then there were, you know, meteor showers and then all this kind of stuff, so it, it helped kind of build up the tension Ooh. and. and Get a lot of kind of, of those big set pieces going before the actual main asteroid hit so that was really interesting on the other hand the um the family it's, itself is, is gerard butler his wife who is your one from homeland um she played what's his name's wife in in that she plays the wife in a lot of things i think she's a kind of one of those sort of wife character actresses always playing the wife um she's really annoying and Gerard Butler's he's all right but you know not much to his character and they've also got a really annoying son who's diabetic <laughs> and he like he dropped his insulin and then they used to run back and get it and it's like ah, oh, just leave him behind <laughs> <laughs> he's he slowing you down <laughs> he's rubbish so I I didn't really enjoy the kind of concept and the, and the way it played out but the actual family I, I didn't really care whether they lived or died to be honest even if there hadn't been an asteroid, I'd probably been wishing death upon them. So that was probably the negative of it. I wasn't that invested. Um, but I think if you if you want to watch a kind of um, fun sort of disaster movie, uh, you can't really go wrong. can't really go wrong. Greenland is a, it's a good movie. And um, Mark Kermode heavily recommended it. That was why I watched it. He said he'd watched it three times in the first week. He, something about it really appealed to him. But, uh, yeah, on Amazon if you want to check that out. Decent little movie, Greenland.
1: There you go. I must check that
2: out.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's see movie off for the week. Uh, we'll jump into the games <laughs> at the moment. Uh, Paul, what's the uh, Hitman Three update? Uh,
1: yeah, really enjoying it, Barry. Continuing to enjoy the game that I've waited for for a couple of years. Um, I'm getting through it pretty quick. I'm almost getting through it quicker than I than I hoped I would. Hmm. Um, because i feel like hitman and hitman 2016 and hitman 2 i spent a lot of time with and maybe i am spending a lot of time with hitman 3 but doing it in in a, a shorter calendar window let's say because i probably played it for about 5 hours yesterday and then maybe 3 hours today so i am i'm am putting the time <laughs> i'm putting the time in but i feel like i'm getting through it too fast like i'm on the is a Chong King level? Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I got full mastery on the first three already. Uh, Dubai, Dartmoor, and the third one, Berlin, uh, Berlin, Berlin. Yeah, full mastery on all those. On Chong King now. Uh, I think I've sixteen out of twenty mastery on that. Jeez. So I'm. I'm getting through it, very, I'm putting the <laughs> I'm putting the work in. Um. So let me, yeah, last time I, I was on Dartmoor still, I hadn't started Berlin yet. So overall Dartmoor, I, I still kind of feel, I think it's the, I think it's the weakest level of the four I've played in terms of the, the level design. Um, I think because a lot of people have come into Hitman 3 fresh, not having played one or two for whatever reason,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um dartmoor is wowing them because of like it does have some of the more fun stuff to do in the game yeah but the level itself in comparison to three games worth of interesting levels i just find kind of bland um the house itself is fine it, it has the little hidden rooms and stuff but you're not really using them much. yeah they don't, it's not like... they don't
0: do much of anything i was kind of disappointed with that yeah
1: it's not like you're tiptoeing your way in, get a little sneakered assassination and, and tiptoeing your way out. You you hardly use need to use them. Like it's not really encouraged. Um I found out by the way, what we were discussing last week, we were completely wrong on the the assassination from the roof. There is a roof area. Oh okay. <laughs> um without spoiling it, there's a, there's a from from the area in the office, there is another exit from that room that's not to the balcony that will take you onto a roof area. Um because I I had to go the whole way out to like the graveyard and look up and go where am I supposed to be shooting from? Let's see if I can <laughs> figure it out. I saw this little area which also has a a shortcut ladder on it, so that's a double whammy. Mm. I was like, okay, that's where it must that's where I must have to go. Um, yeah, that otherwise that level, it, you you have the house itself which is fine, and then outside there's not much. You have the little graveyard area and the little uh, greenhouse, and there's not much happening there either. It's a little bit disappointing, but it's fine. The, the the challenges and so on are fun and and, and and all that. Uh Berlin back to form baby excellent level. Yeah Berlin <laughs> Berlin is great. Yeah. Berlin is great. Um the first playthrough I obviously I found very different because they changed the formula up substantially. But in a good way in that the first bit where you're at, you're at the petrol station that felt very almost naughty dog to me cuz you're just it's a little bit more linear. You're walking through the environment. Uh, as opposed to playing it like a hitman game, which is essentially a puzzle game. Um, and then after the first playthrough, it it kind of that level reverts back to more hitman y. All the targets are like highlighted in red. And you can make your way through it normally. But that first playthrough was really cool. Um, I really enjoyed it. The level design, as I said, is fantastic. The one thing I would say is because the various targets are quite close together and are in in a very heavily populated area, makes it a bit tricky to get some of the the assassinations without being caught or being seen. Uh, you have to really pay a lot of attention to the loops and, and find opportunities to do them, which, you know, sometimes you're going to do, and then sometimes you're just going to, like, save my game, do the garrote kill, save my game, do a headshot kill, <laughs> and not really put much effort into it. But um no, I thought Berlin level was great. Um some real challenging stuff in there, real challenging level, but also some cool stuff. And then Chong King, double thumbs up again, baby. What mm-hmm. a level. Great level design. Um like Berlin, has some interesting story stuff that really only applies to your first playthrough. After your second playthrough you can bypass parts of it. But it's um a great, great level. Really atmospheric, really diverse in in the thing in the locations you can visit um that are quite well hidden one quite tricky challenge that i did which involves a sniper rifle but was pretty if you feel good when you did it when you completed it um so that's where i am now i'm hoping to have uh the china level china uh completed Either tonight or tomorrow, and then move on to whatever the fifth fifth level is, and have that game done within I don't know another week or two.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I actually still haven't uh, I haven't gotten to the Chinese level yet. Um, uh, I actually have not played it since we talked about it last week um, because. Ooh, look at that! Uh, now I'm not doing the full mastery of you know the twenty levels like you are, but I am trying to uh, milk the each level a a little bit, you know, I'll, 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 I I will progress through to the end of the story and then I'll probably loop my, my, myself back around. But yeah, I want to squeeze a little bit in, um, out of each of them before i advance you know make make this one last as it were uh but also i mean honestly the main reason i haven't gotten back to it is um i i jumped back into control which i uh raved about in 2018 when it came out i believe um the long touted somewhat controversial ps5 uh version of that game came out um Uh, this week Uh, I think I talked about it on the show but the PS4 version of this game was like a mess Um, I think save for stuff like say Cyberpunk which fully crossed the line into like okay this is broken I should get a refund Control was like sort of the worst performing good game that I ever finished if that makes sense um right uh, and so uh they they put out this the ultimate edition which is the game with all the dlc and then they were like oh we're gonna we're gonna do a shiny ps5 version as well with the high frame rate but you have to buy this 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 version of the game you have to rebuy it basically to get that uh so that was controversial and then and then i think in the in the publisher's minds as a make good they put it on ps plus and then everyone yelled at them again saying well no you told us to buy it so we all bought the 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 new version, very, very frustrating. It's um, <laughs> really, really stupid. And it's really frustrating as well for, like, a really, really excellent game uh, that I wish wasn't mired in controversy, including it not running very well when it first came out. But anyway, I digress. So I said I'd fire it up Um Uh, i beat it on the ps4 i did not play any of the dlc so all that's new to me uh the saves didn't transfer over so it's you know start from scratch and i am absolutely loving it and after i booted it up i was like this is all i want to play now because this is a excellent game kind of finally sort of done justice and running the way it's supposed to run and, and looking really really impressive uh if anyone you know doesn't recall or doesn't know much about it. It's, you know, from the the Max Payne folks, Remedy, uh, who also did Alan Wake. And it's a kind of third-person shooter in a sort of weird, mysterious uh, United States federal government, uh, heavily uh, bureaucracized government building. And the government uh, entity is the uh, Federal Bureau of Control, who are basically... The U.S. body in charge of paranormal shit, basically, mm-hmm. um, and you go in there as this this main character, Jesse, searching for your long lost brother, uh, because you you as children had a run in with this agency and he got kidnapped and you were left behind, and that's that's the gist that gets the story moving. And then when you get in there, it's all very weird. It's a little Lynchian. It's a little bit. Uh, uh, funny and dark and all this other stuff uh, it's great I, I, I wasn't expecting to do a full playthrough of it again but when I, I played it for like an hour to see what the, the next gen version looked like and I was like oh this is this game's great, this game is so great like the first, and it's it's got a real great uh, sense of humour and how it marries the uh, paranormal otherworldly stuff with, with uh, kind of office humour uh, there's tons and tons and tons of uh, memos and internal letters and budget reports, uh, some of which are heavily redacted that are very funny and so the first one you know you come across is kind of like oh please you know don't bring the following items into this house and it's like you know smart watches, smartphones, smart gaming devices, uh, 2B pencils and all this other stuff and then the next one is uh, you know an incident report and it's just entirely redacted, in, I- illegible except for like uh, agent redacted, redacted, redacted uh, suddenly a shark appeared uh, redacted, redacted, redacted and it's 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 very you know it's 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 really uh, kind of off the wall, and the gameplay is great. It's just you know it's it's uh, uh, a third person shooter, but you've got all these special abilities. You can throw things with your mind and, and dodge really fast. And after a while, you can kind of fly around. It's great. So uh, my my strong recommendation for, for for anyone who has not yet played that game, it's on PS Plus this month, is to to grab it, grab it on the old PlayStation Plus, but do not boot it up until. You know, when, whenever the robots stop buying all the PS5s, um, you know, grab control now, save it, put it to one side under the Christmas tree, and then when you get yourself the PS5, play it there because that's the that is the way to play it. Um,
1: I remember hearing it, re- it was running okay on PS4 Pro though. Is that
0: I believe so. I believe so, but I, I still, in kind of a way that I would still say, mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I suboptimal. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember I um there was some confusing information after this version of the game came out some some people said that they spoke to customer support and they were told well if you boot this version up on the PS4 and then upgrade it on the PS5 you'll your save will transfer which was which was not correct by the way um the uh, so i booted the, the i booted it up on the PS4 just a few weeks ago um just to get my save file all synced up and it uh, like it's terrible. It's really, really bad. It's, it's one of those things I think I talked about as well a few, a few weeks ago when I was talking about the Hitman fight, Hitman difference on the new console. Uh, control on the PS4 is one of those games where when you pause it, it's like the, the console has to stop and think for a second about the fact that you press the pause button. And it take, everything just takes like two seconds too long. Um, uh, to do and it's it's really stuttery and 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 um, and the thing as well it's it's a real uh, it's a physicsy game which I love I I love a game that lets you you really mess with the, the physics of the world you can pick up like any item in the in the environment and throw it with your mind as a weapon it's got great destruction where chairs and tables and doors are flying off hinges there's sparks flying everywhere and a PS4 just can't handle it it just you know it, it's it, it like functions, but kind of just about in a way where you're like, this is not, this is not the ideal way. Um, whereas yeah, on, on the PS five, it's got that, that 60 frames a second that really does make a difference. It's a great advertisement for what the, what the benefit of that kind of performance is. So, um, also the low times were horrific on the old console. It was like a minute every time you died to get back into the game. Um, which is now down to something crazy, like 10 seconds. So, so yeah, uh, uh, that's a uh, that is that is one I would say to uh, uh, if anyone's interested in playing it, hold tight and just put it under the the Christmas tree until PS fives are gettable and uh, which might be which might be actual Christmas. Um, but uh, yeah, so so I've been playing that. The other thing I played also on PS Plus this month, uh, Destruction All Stars, which is the uh, which is a new game that just came out. Uh, it debuted on PS Plus. It's kind of a. Um, destruction derby style game but where you can jump out of your car and like parkour around as a person and then steal someone else's car it's all right I don't have too much to say about it it's 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 one of those things where I look at it and I'm like I'm glad that's free do you know what I mean um it's it's uh, I think they are charging 70 quid for it but I think that would be psychotic uh, because it's I, I I don't think I don't think it's to say with that but it's a it's, it's, it's a cool idea it's got Bruce buffer of UFC Fame in it
1: um, okay. Uh,
0: so it's like, say it's like, you know, like every game these days, it's kind of got this like, uh, kind of irritating esports presentation where the, where, you know, you've got all these colorful characters entering this destruction derby in arenas all over the world. And it, as the match is like loading up, Bruce Buffer does an intro. He's like, live from London. It's, I don't think he says it's time actually, because it's, that's probably, trademark or probably costs uh, 500 grand every time you make him say it um so uh but yeah he does the intro and it's 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 fine as a free thing um on the old the old ps5 although one thing i will say absolutely mental choice when they were playing this game uh every time you enter a multiplayer game uh, voice chat is on by default and it comes through the controller speaker um, on the PS5, which is truly psychotic. I don't know why anyone would want a to do voice chat with randos and b for it to come through a speaker into your living room, um, that you can't mute. Um, so so that that was silly. But uh, yeah, those are the two games I'm playing this this week. I'm going to try and finish Control. Uh, I'd say before we do a a, a show again, and then uh, get back into the old Hitman. Uh, maybe sync up with, with Paul and finishing the old Hitman. Right. Um, yeah. That's the games for this week for me anyway.
1: Um, yeah, I've, I'm not only playing Hitman all day. I'm also playing other games Go on. on the old switch. Uh, and also on the old Nintendo three dimensional S. <laughs> mm. Uh, so I finished uh, a link to the past hundred percent of that one. Uh, let me just give it the old round of applause. <laughs> uh, one of the holy trinity of Super Nintendo games, in my opinion. Um, that uh, if Joe, who I know has the Switch and has the Nintendo gimmick mm-hmm. on it, if if you haven't played Joe, uh, obviously Super Mario World, which as we know you completed recently. Uh, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past and Super Metroid. They are the cream of the crop of the Super Nintendo. Oh. Um, absolutely loved it. I think it's my fourth time beating it through. Wow. Um, not a particularly long game. I think if if it was my first playthrough and I'm I'm kind of trying to f- figure out <laughs> what I'm doing, maybe like in the r- in the range of fifteen hours. I think this time took me about ten. Um looks great i love the look of it um i almost wish they had done a second super nintendo zelda game mm. because first of all i love that super Ni- that super nintendo look that those kind of games have not so much the although i do love how they look but i'm not talking about so much the the cartoony side of like a mario world or uh yoshi's island you know those kind of games mm. more so the the kind of the look of Super Metroid and, and Link to the Past and the the Final Fantasy games, although I don't like the Final Fantasy games. The, I love that Super Nintendo look of um pixely, uh, almost like pixel art of, of its day. I love how it looks, and I wish that they had had an opportunity to play more with that look and bring out a second one. But uh, obviously, by the time that rolled around, the Nintendo 64 was already on the way, and unfortunately, this was the only one we got. But uh, it looks amazing, great music, um great sense of adventure and discovery, you know. Everything that the Zelda games are best known for are are almost exemplified in this singular oh. original game that although it's not the original Zelda games, the third one in the series, it it really was the one that introduced a lot of the elements that would go on to become mainstays of the series. I absolutely loved it. Um, and now I'm on to the sequel to that game, uh, Legend of Zelda A Link Between Worlds, which was came out in 2013 I think on the 3DS. Um, which I like a lot. It's very different to A Link to the Past. One thing that it does is it uses the same map. So the areas are all exactly the same. Uh, and if you're familiar with first game having just beat it as i as i did you kind of you're very familiar with, with how everything where everything is located um graphically it's it, it's updated the course which i i i think is a downgrade in terms of how much i love that super nintendo visual style this one is done in a more 3d style mm. a more modern style which which i don't like as much um for a top-down zelda game like why not do it in the original the original look um Maybe they would have been accused of, of it being too similar to A LinkedIn to the Past, but that's one of the best things about linkedin Link to the Past, how it looks. So for them not to use that visual style is a bit of a miss for me, I think. One thing they do as well is the camera is generally more zoomed in than it is in A Link to the Past, which I think is, again, a downgrade. I love when you go into a dungeon and you have this, not super pulled out for you, but you get a sense of scale of how big the dungeon is because of how far out the camera is zoomed. Whereas this one, you don't get that real f- sense of scale because the camera is zoomed in a little bit more. Um, but one thing that Link Between Worlds does uh, well is you can uh, get any item at any time. The items aren't locked to the individual dungeons in which they are found. Um, so you can do the dungeons in in almost any order. You have a much more much more agency about what order you want to do the game in. and So It feels a lot more Breath of the Wildy or original Legend of Zelda in that way. But um, yeah, while there's a lot of um, nitpicks that I would make just in terms of how I prefer Link to the Past, I think Link Between Worlds is a great game uh, on its own um, standing. And one thing that it does really well, like I said, the visual style got an upgrade. I wasn't happy about that, but they, they use a lot of the music from Link to the Past which, obviously, on Super Nintendo has that limited, compressed Super Nintendo sound. Yeah. And Link Between Worlds has those same songs, but done in a modern, orchestral way. And that that sounds and feels really cool. Um, So I'm on Link Between Worlds now. Uh, I'll probably have that finished in a couple of days, because I'm already, I think, three or four dungeons in. Uh, then I'm going to play Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks on DS, which I still have here to this day. Here they are. And then I don't know how I came across this, right? because I didn't buy this. I found this in the house. I don't know whose it is or where it came from uh it's a it's a three d s case for a Legend of Zelda, a link between worlds, which I'm currently playing, but I never owned the physical copy of it. I downloaded it from the Nintendo eStore. or eShop I don't know what it's called mm. uh, and it's not only that but it's an Italian version of it. Unisciti a link nele sul mirabolante aventura i viaggia tra due mondi. I don't know what that means. Save the Save world. Save the world, it? yeah. But not only that, that's not the game that's in the case. In the case is Legend of Zelda Tr- Triforce Heroes for 3DS, um, which I've never played. So I don't know where this came from. It's got a CEX sticker on the front of it uh, Legend of Zelda Link Between Worlds, 30 Europeans. Not too bad
2: yeah it has triforce
1: heroes in it so i will play triforce heroes thanks whoever bought this and wherever it came from um and then i think i'll only have maybe two or two three or four somewhere in that range zelda games left to play before i can make my oh my ultimate list
0: oh it's on the way it's coming on this show of course
1: it's coming. Uh,
0: you, um, you reminded me
1: there talking about the yeah, Zelda. Bottom of the list is going to be the NES game.
0: The 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 <laughs> Zelda get- music and the update there on the link between worlds or, or whatever. Did you did you hear? Yeah. Did you see that um, Super Mario World playlist that the guy up- uploaded?
1: Yeah, I've seen a, a few of these on YouTube recently. What the the uncompressed audio?
0: Yeah, so like a dude like data yeah. the the original sounds from before they had to be compressed onto a, yeah. uh, a SNES cartridge, and then basically was able to recompile the songs, pop them up to uh, YouTube, and they are really interesting. Is the word I want to use?
1: Yeah. I saw someone do that as well. I don't know if this was recent, because I, I, I came across the video probably in the last week. And maybe someone did it in the same way. I don't know. I, I It just didn't ring to me as like, oh, this is a new thing. But they did it for the Donkey Kong Country music as well. And that's like my favorite soundtrack. And that sounded great. So I, I haven't checked these Super Mario ones out. I did hear about it. So I do need to... Um, didn't listen to that because that's also got a great soundtrack oh and also i played one more game that i forgot to uh put on the rundown but i did play a bit of it did you guys hear about this GoldenEye xbla league
0: yeah i haven't watched any of the stuff from it i haven't watched anyone play through it but very interesting yeah
1: yeah i've played it, how was it? <laughs> yeah how, how is it?
0: i
2: got it
1: it's pretty good. I got my hands on it before uh, it disappeared from the internet. So for those who haven't heard of it, uh, a version of Goldeneye that was apparently going to be released on XBLA, I think during the Xbox 360 Yeah, year, I think it was like 2007 or something. That's Yeah,
0: that was when, um, when Rare redid perfect which i actually just played that perfect dark uh uh, remake talked about it on this show yeah so they did that and then yeah this would have been the same time 360 era back when back when xbox live arcade was really becoming
1: a a thing so this was apparently going to be some kind of co-promotion between mgm uh microsoft rare nintendo possibly because i don't know if nintendo were going to be involved because there's no nintendo logo at the start of the game Even though Nintendo were the original publishers of the game, I don't know how, why exactly the logistics were going to be. Obviously, this wasn't a final version or or whatever, because the game never came out. But um, yeah, I got my hands on it. uh, And also, I played through a Xbox 360 emulator called Xenia. Okay. And it yeah, I I still have my um, cabled Xbox 360 controller that I use when I'm playing games on the laptop. And yeah, it looks great. Um I found it a little and I I'm sure this is probably to do with my hardware versus the actual game itself. A little bit framey, not not noticeably like chugging, but maybe rather than thirty frames like twenty five. Right, you know, yeah. Not enough that it impacts, but just that you notice, oh this this isn't quite right. Yeah, that's, that's a probably little, rather rather on my side. Yeah a little bit but uh it looks fantastic um the great great soundtrack is still there uh and hopefully this now that it's leaked hopefully it will lead to some kind of actual release because playing it with two sticks was really kind of revelatory i i still have gold Eye. i have the original version of it and i can't play it because i can't wrap my head around the single single stick playstyle um and I know there is a uh, in the Nintendo 64 version. You ca- you can play with two thumbsticks using two controllers, uh, which I've never tried. I I must give that give that a try because that might be a way to play through it as well. But um, yeah, the three the XBLA version looks fantastic. Um, plays pretty well. Uh, one issue I had with it was. Um, for whatever reason and again probably a limitation on my side cuz the the playthroughs I've I've watched of of people with more modern hardware like the laptop I'm using is from like 2014 I'll be a very good laptop from 2014 mm. but a 7 year old laptop nonetheless um anytime I complete a level it would crash the emulator but if I just rerun it my progress would be saved so I would have the following level unlocked you know so I could still theoretically play through it but um every time i finish a level it's going to crash the elevator. so i i've not really put that much um time into it because i want to see if there's a fix for that that i can go into the config file and and change something that that won't happen yeah but it's really cool to um to be able to play an updated modern version of goldeneye it's really cool yeah,
0: I saw and I saw some uh, mixed or some debating, uh, depending on who asked what sources about like why this didn't come out. Um, it seems like Nintendo may have been a factor, um, right? Uh, you know, so yeah, I I, I don't I don't know because I didn't I didn't do too much reading on it, but because um, they there no there was a there was a Golden Eye remake on Wii, wasn't there? That was like. Mildly, well, well-rated. it wasn't a
1: remake, it was almost like a reboot, almost. right?
0: Yeah, um, yeah, very, very weird history of that particular game. Um, but yeah, I've, I've got a couple of uh, like YouTube videos, like watch later to, to check out, uh, and see how that thing looks. I don't know if I'd be bothered getting the emulator out, but you know, um, yeah, an interesting bit of history for sure. Um, pop over to the emails. Do we have any emails this
2: week, gentlemen? Yeah, but I have an email, Barry. Um, it's from our, our good friend Scott McAvoy um, on the subject of music documentaries. He says, good evening, Joe. Since you like the documentary on the BGS, can I suggest two more? Netflix has one on the Miami show band and the cover-up that happened when most of the band was murdered in Northern Ireland. <laughs> what? Yeah, have you not heard this, Paul?
1: No.
0: Oh, yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but it was a... Uh- A hot water cooler uh, uh, release um, when it came out there like a year ago or whatever.
2: Yeah, I missed this completely. Um, It's half about the music and half about the government slash IRA cover-up. That's intriguing. Uh, The other one is Sound of Metal. It's about a drummer for a metal band that goes deaf and how he manages both the hearing loss and tries to continue his music career. That sounds uh, two very interesting, things. but that uh, first one sounds intriguing, so I might try and check that one out.
1: Yeah, I've heard good things about Sound of Metal. That has um guy from Rogue One yeah,
2: in it. Great actor.
1: Yeah, I've heard that movie's really good, so I'm interested to check that one out when I get a chance.
2: Mm. As a quick side note, last week Barry and Paul both complained about the price of Hitman 2 expansion being 40 euro. Yeah. Did didn't Barry also tell the story of spending 250 quid not oh, once,
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> but
2: twice for a memory expansion for his Xbox? Yes, yeah, he did. It's a
0: it's, it's, a, it's a 1 got, terabyte solid state drive. That's yeah. what they cost.
2: Yeah, he's got the, he's got money to throw around on memory expansions, but not to pay the people <laughs> The the spend hours designing uh the Hitman 2 games.
0: I have bought every cunting release from those people for the last four years, Right, I'm just saying. 40, 40 bones for some DLC maps. That's almost the price of another full game. Anyway, anyway, whatever. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm I'm pumping money into this industry to keep mm-hmm. them all afloat. I'm 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 putting their kids through college or whatever whatever it is wrestling fans say to see a pump. When they want him to do something, <laughs> oh dear, oh dear.
1: Forty Europeans is too much. I stand by our point.
0: Yeah, of course
1: I do. Absolutely, yeah, it's too much for yeah. two levels, two small levels, uh, albeit they're good levels, but two small levels and some sniper assassin shite and that I will and, never and play. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Right when I when
0: I beat Hitman three uh, and all that, I'm sure I'm going to be I'm going to have a hankering for more hitman because you know it's great i'll probably buy it i'm not saying i'm not going to buy it but i'm just noting my displeasure i also think destruction all-stars is too expensive it's 70 quid even though it's free on ps plus if we're making a list
1: <laughs> yeah and i did i did buy the 40 year expansion so don't get me wrong yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's a silly that's price a- for what it is that's a silly price for what it is. yeah
2: fair enough fair enough he also has a quick pick one and this is a video game character edition so okay. he says he has three characters and he yeah. says which character would you like to eliminate from video games forever interesting Ooh, um, you're not going to like this one Paul um, oh. so three characters are Donkey Kong <gasps> okay, Mario mm. and okay. Link Ooh. Okay. Uh, I'll
0: I'll go first, and I will, I will easily say Link. You know you can't think of the joy that would be removed from the world if you didn't have Mario, the 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 happy little the 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 video game thing that everyone likes and everyone can be proud of, and and. Uh, and he and Link, little beta loser doesn't even speak. Mario, uh, charming little American man doing a highly stereotypical um, <laughs> squeaky voice to tell you it's a me! Oh, I cleaned it a the pipe Oh where's my wife gone? Oh, she ran off with the with the big turtle spaghetti monster. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's good stuff, and Donkey Kong Donkey Kong and uh, Mario are intrinsically linked. They are like Batman and the Joker, and you cannot remove one without removing the other. So, so
2: a, he's a big monkey, Yeah. He's got, a, he's got a tie on. So, what more do you want, really? Yeah,
0: it is great. Link, little twerp, little Lord what? of the Rings looking nerd,
2: little Robin Hood wannabe twerp. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Paul, what, uh, what are you thinking? <laughs> anyway, Paul, now we've loaded the
1: uh, question. <laughs> I would. Um, what's, what, 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 are we, what are we doing? Fuck Mario, kill
0: who? <laughs> Fuck Mario, kill. Well, I'd marry Donkey Kong. I mean, he's got he's got a good job this way as the tie.
1: That'd be a good game. Fuck Mario, kill.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would get us a letter from Nintendo though within within a week.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I would get rid of. Um, I'd get rid of Donkey Kong. Come on, Donkey Kong. What good games in? Uh You're in not game game in, he's Donkey even in Donkey Kong? Donkey two or three, he's not even in the best ones. <laughs> he, right, right. First of all,
0: he's in all the games called Donkey Kong, first of all. Uh no, he isn't. He's, not, he's, he's
1: doesn't makes no appearance in Donkey Kong Country Three at all. What do you mean? Who's, who the fuck he, do you, play it? In it. you play you as? Play in, right, in two you play as Diddy and Dixie, you don't play as Donkey Kong. And in three you play as Dixie and Kitty Kong. Okay, but there wouldn't those ones wouldn't exist without him being there. Yeah, but the one he's in is The Shit one. Sword. But also, he's in, he's in Donkey he's in Kong. Du- and he's in Donkey-
0: Mario Kart. Donkey Kong, which spawned the Mario character.
1: Yeah. but yeah, I don't care.
0: Well, that, ooh, I don't care. I'm all cool. <laughs> <laughs> Do
1: you think if Donkey Kong didn't exist, they wouldn't have gone, let's make a platformer with a wacky man in it? No,
0: listen. No, that's exactly the, what they wouldn't have done. Because... He, was, he, was, uh, he wasn't even in...
1: He was called Jumpman in the original well, an
0: iteration on the idea, as all geniuses do. But this is... This is... Yeah, no, this is... There's huge consequences for going back in time and killing baby Donkey Kong. Shades of... <laughs> shades of if you do it to baby Hitler, someone worse comes along. Right? If, if you get rid of... If you shoot little baby Donkey Kong in the crib, there's no Jumpman. And there is no, there is no uh, ultimate best version of that game, which is the Game Boy version, which is the best Game Boy
1: game. Um, oh, wait, 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 wait! What's the best Game Boy game? Donkey Kong is is the best Game yes. Boy game. Yes. Did I hear you correctly? Yes,
2: you, you did hear me correctly.
1: Yes, yeah. Th- that is a horrendous
2: thing, <laughs> Barry. You know nothing about video games, Donkey Kong. <laughs> Donkey
1: Kong, the best Game Boy game. Yes. You are on drugs or
0: something. <laughs> oh, let me smoke up another memory expansion. <laughs> let me you,
1: let me you, Donkey Kong, not only not a good Game Boy game. The, that original Donkey Kong is not a good game on any well, system No,
0: I don't. I don't like the original. It's not that good. No, the Game Boy version is incredible. It is incredible. Oh, yeah, and yeah, I yeah, believe yeah. if you if you were to do a quick Google of like some some popular websites doing lists of the best Game Boy games, it would be game top Boy. ten
1: okay well top 10 is different than the best
0: no, I'm, like, I'm saying it's the best okay okay okay, okay, okay okay okay
1: let's go okay I- ign.com is that okay as a source
0: eh, well i don't really like it but fine polygon or something no ign is fine you go to ign okay ign best game boy Look
1: what you and, you if ten, and if it's in the top 10 and if it's in the top 10 then uh you win the quiz and if I do, then I throw a kettle over the pub, right? Right. <laughs> uh, okay, let's, let's count down here. We've got... <laughs> this has only got two games on it. This isn't right. Here. What? Are you, what wait, no, this is terrible. It, it just has Pokemon Red and Blue. That's oh, it. Well,
2: okay, so that's... that's okay, that's no, 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 list, we, got,
1: we got Polygon.com. Polygon.com has a list, the 30 greatest Game Boy games. Okay. Okay, let's see. What we got number thirty. We got X. Never heard of it. Number twenty-nine, Trip World. Never heard of it. Let's scroll down. Harvest Moon at twenty-four. Space Invaders at twenty-one. Metroid Two: Return of Samus at number twenty. That's a good. One. Uh, fifteen, Final Fantasy Adventure, Mega Man, Bionic Commando. Okay, we're down to number eleven. Donkey Kong has not appeared yet. So okay, Mario, good. This is number one. Uh, number 10 Super Mario Land series I think that's a bit underrated Mario Land 2 is great Mario's Picross Kirby's Dream Land The Final Fantasy Legend Tetris top 5 Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening uh, little nerd <laughs> orcs and love boy. number 5 number 4 Wario Land number 3 Pokemon number 2 Game Boy Camera that's not even a game
2: what
1: number 1 oh well don't worry about
2: what number 1 <laughs> no, is, what is-
0: what is number one? <laughs> uh, uh, Alright, that, that's all emails. <laughs> that worked out way better than I was expecting. <laughs> I didn't actually think you'd be number one. Listen, that. That because it's not just they didn't just put that, that <laughs> they didn't just put that Donkey Kong game with like the two screens on the right. Game Boy they they made a new Donkey Kong game in that format but with better levels better controls and it's I've never, I've never played it to me, it's that. it's great it is great okay. um, I yeah anyway Scott in answer to your question
1: <laughs> <laughs> Barry you won Dwayne Johnson bus week <laughs> and you've won Donkey Kong this week
0: I've won a
2: copy of Donkey Kong on the Game
1: Boy I've won. <laughs> oh, oh my God! I've got all red in the face. And oh. that
2: was my that was my emails.
0: Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Scott. As always, for for giving us something to to laugh and argue about. Um, I would uh, still get rid of Duckygong though. Fine, you can oh, get rid of him. Continue. That's fine. You have nothing to play on your Game Boy, but that's all right. Um,
2: <laughs>
0: I play Pokemon. Pokemon, you know that. Pokemon's good. Pokemon is good. You can get rid of all your blue anyway. Uh, We do have some wrestling to chit-chat about. We've got uh, AEW with the Forbidden Door being kicked down at last. Um, What did we make of Dynamite Mm. this week? We'll start at the bottom, I guess. We'll we'll, we'll work our way through
1: the the show. I I love this Forbidden Door thing, by the way, as if it's uh, something in Lost, the way it's been talked about. (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, what's behind the forbidden door? Find out in the season finale.
0: Yeah, isn't the point of, of it that they both know what's on the other side, and then uh, and it's just a case of opening it. Uh, yeah, it's not not a great analogy, anyway. Um, uh, MJF and Jericho won the tag team battle royale.
1: Oh, as I predicted last week. How about that?
0: Yeah, yeah, that was. I I thought they would go with the young bucks thing, since that's what they teased, but I guess they didn't want to. Do it that obvious? Um, yeah, yeah. I'm st- I'm kind of over the inner circle stuff, but I still think they're they're pacing it quite well. You know, they're 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 booking it quite well. But I'm I'm a little bit over it.
1: Right. Well, it looks like from this last episode they're starting starting to move the wheels on it. Where they had um, Sammy walked out backstage, and then MJF to everybody else was like, "Right, time to have a talk." That seemed to hint that like, all right, stuff is starting to move now.
0: So uh, I'm trying to think what else happened on this show. They once again played the clip of Shaq, forgetting who, what Cody's tag partner's <laughs> name was. Uh, <laughs> Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Cody. How about, how about um, it, me? Me? If anyone other than Shaq, because it's Shaq, you can he can kind of get away with it. But anyone else is like Cody, or, or me and Jade, you and Red, uh, you know, Red, uh, Cupcake, uh, you know. Um, so yeah. that match is happening on the third of March, um, the week before Revolution.
1: I the week before the pay per view. That's a strange thing.
0: So I. Only just earlier this afternoon was was catching up on the old podcast myself. Apparently, the pay per view, which they already had to move once to avoid the boxing, and then, and then they had to move it to Sunday to avoid the UFC. Uh, that Sunday is the NBA Finals, so Shaq, um, uh, as as first and foremost, is a TNT broadcaster, so he has to do due diligence there, I guess, and and do that. But also, I feel like th- I feel like that is more of a television match anyway, because I think the. The allure. I don't think people are going to pay to see Shack have a shit match. I think they might tune in and rubberneck and watch it be bad. You know, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, my, that was my thought as well. Is it can be edited if, it, if they can just pre-tape it then.
0: Yeah. yeah, which
1: they could do on pay-per-view as well, I suppose. But,
0: but um, yeah. So that's that. Uh, that match is official. But I think was there any? Was there a Cody match on this thing? I don't think there was. Was there?
2: No, he's got no. a tag match next week against the two jabrons Oh my god, what uh, a bad match that is!
0: Yeah, yeah, but you know, whatever, it's fine. Um, uh, what else we got? We got uh, Darby and Janilla next week. Uh, Taz, Taz basically did a promo was like, "We're gonna run in and cost you your freaking belt, you idiot." Um, and Sting was like, "Oh, I don't think so." Sting and Darby Allen just come out for a chat every single week. It's so shit.
2: It's just like, I <laughs> uh, Why don't they do something interesting with these two? Put them in a graveyard or something, or just some kind of fucking thing. Yeah. Remember they did that? They did that promo where he, um, where Darby was looking at the um, what you call it, the Rorschach test. Oh, and yeah. showed him thing. he was like, ah, and I was like, well, that's good. That's interesting. Where's this going? Oh, it's going towards them just pottering around like a fucking divorced dad with his son, taking him to begin the park on a Sunday, just having a chat. Like, come on. Come on, Tony Khan. We want blood.
0: So, yeah, uh, that, yeah, they, they've got like, because they have to push out that pay-per-view, they've got like another month still where they have to drag out this, um, this Taz thing, so we'll we'll see how it goes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, we had Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker this week, which I thought was great. Yeah. Um, well, that was pretty good, yeah. Uh, probably the best Brit match I've seen so far, which is good. Um, she's really uh, come along, um, uh, leaps and bounds. Uh, had a good competitive back and forth match. Then Thunder Rosa got bonked on the uncovered turnbuckle, and she did the old uh, pass out rather than tap out finish. So yeah. Uh, yeah, it makes sense. I I I think Thunder Rosa is still not signed to them. I think she's still NWA, so that's why they went with the old the old Rick Baker. Uh, they announced the women's tournament eliminator tournament to determine yeah. number one contender. That looks really good. You know, a lot of um, they've got two kind of halves of the. Uh, of the brackets, American and Japanese. Uh, I recognize some of the Japanese names, but not a lot of them. Uh, People who follow Joji, though, seem to say, hey, this is a good lineup. Um, So, uh, they haven't said yet how that's going to be airing. I hope it's not all YouTube, you know, uh, all that stuff.
2: Mm, I feel like they will do something like that. I don't think it's going to be on... uh... Maybe they'll show some of the matches and the rest will be on, on YouTube
0: prediction yeah and uh the main event then was absolutely bonkers i really enjoyed it it was kenny omega and the good brothers versus uh john moxley wait no i'm getting wait am i wait no was he yeah he was
2: in this match yeah yeah. uh john
0: moxley pack and ray phoenix Uh, This had an all-action six-man tag. Really, really great stuff. Um, uh, Yeah, just a really great uh, six-man tag. And then it culminated with uh, the debut of Kenta. Um, New Japan's Kenta. Number one contender to John Moxley's IWGP US Championship. Uh, That was a cool ending. Um, A proper buzzworthy ending, a proper... Uh, even though it's not the jump, it was what, it kind of felt like one of those Monday Night Wars jump moments. Do you know what I mean? Where right. someone showed yeah. up and 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 defied defied the odds. Yeah,
1: yeah. I really like I really like the uh, the fact that anybody can show up now because in this one match they had people from AW Impact and New Japan, <laughs> um, and that's kind of the benefit of doing these working relationships with these various companies is you can always bring someone in, even if only for a month, like they had like Jeff Cobb very briefly and Matt Cardona very briefly, but someone can come in for uh, a little tour, let's call it, do a few matches and then can go, but then can come back and they're back. And it's again, it's another big surprise, you know, Mm. as opposed to with WWE who've closed the door. I've never really been in that situation. And like the only equivalent I could think of for WWE is that yearly NXT call up they do, and even that's been killed stone dead. Yeah, in terms of like excitement, that yeah, because they've made it routine instead of a surprise. You know, um, I love when I can still be surprised in wrestling. That's the that is the best thing.
2: Hmm. Uh,
1: and also in this in this Phoenix was like out of this world good in this match. Yeah, he was incredible. Crazy stuff. in the You're great. Um, yeah, it was very, very cool. Um, the only thing I would say, if I was to nitpick about about the people coming in from outside, is um, you almost don't want to take too much of the focus off your core guys. But I don't think they've done that by any means. I just the more you bring in, uh, I guess the less the less important your guys feel. You, you never want to make people from outside feel. More important than than the core group, you know. But um, no, it was really fun, really great. Definitely washed the uh, the taste out of my mouth from that wedding segment. Oh. Big old heap of shite. Oh. Oh, that was a disappointment. It was dreadful.
2: God, it was terrible.
1: The thing with wedding angles is they often are okay. They don't necessarily always have big stars in them, but. They often are like main event segments mm. and are of some importance. This was for something that's been built building for like three months. This was so throwaway. Uh, like. Wow. I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe how nothing you was. It was, it was so by the numbers. The the girl went in the cake. Uh, the guy was hiding in the cake. She didn't even go in the cake uh, properly. Yeah. No, she didn't.
2: It was uh, yeah, the whole thing was executed really badly. Like, you couldn't see the gif. Like, obviously, the, the kind of red herring was the big human-shaped, <laughs> human-sized box that was there. But you couldn't see it because it was behind, like, the bandstand thing, the big, you know, arch thing.
1: But even so, then, there was it was just an empty box. Yeah. If you get my drift, like, what I thought was going to happen, and obviously it didn't. But maybe that's why AW should hire me as the booker man. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. If if I was doing it right Miro would have done like oh there's someone's hiding in the box he'd go and beat up the box maybe like put, lift lift it up and throw it out of the ring and it, it like explodes what would have been in the box would have been the arcade machine fixed from the start of the angle ah. and then Miro would have destroyed it and he'd have a big sad face and Chuck would be like womp womp I didn't get why there was a big box with nothing in it as a distraction to nothing, because Miro destroyed it anyway. It was like a fake-out for the viewers, but in the logic of why Chuck Taylor would wrap a big box of nothing, I didn't understand why that was. To distract from the case. To distract
2: him from,
0: yeah, to distract him from Orange Cassidy, yeah.
2: In the cake. That but was no,
0: Orange didn't jump out
2: while he
1: was destroying the box. That happened that's, later. That's why the execution was shit.
2: <laughs> like if he had his back turned and was like busy with the was box. Was it to, to lull him into a false sense of
1: security that, oh, there was nothing? But he could have just not had anything. <laughs> like Why was the box being there better than, I don't know. Well, uh, yeah, that segment was
2: did... st- I rubbish. I know. Uh, and also
1: Matt Hardy is sucking up all of Adam Page's oxygen. Oh, oh god, you oh, gotta get him out of there. I'm so over him. <laughs> god. Oh my god. Yeah. And it's it's even worse when he's in there without Luther. Oh my god, lads, Luther. put some of Yeah, get him out of there. Like, Tony Khan did an interview with Jericho
0: this week where he's like, hey, you know, sometimes I do let people talk me into ideas that I know aren't good, and he referenced the Matt Hardy teleporting thing. I'm hoping he wakes up with regards to Luther soon, and is like, look, with Jericho signed his deal, he's here. We can fire his pal. You know. <laughs> fucking luther like it's so that's anytime he's on a graphic that they're advertising for next week i'm like oh this is a show they're punting they don't care about next week's rating because it's like oh they've advertised luther versus someone like he looks so low rent but anyway uh yeah the wedding was a bit of a dud um as most of the kip Miro stuff is but uh
1: Kip is the worst guy on the roster <laughs> I don't, Anytime I don't. he shows up on TV I immediately uh, I don't care about what's happening
0: Yeah, he's, yeah
1: And Miro is right behind him
0: Yeah, Miro Miro is for sure there um,
1: And there were lines when he was doing like the vows There were lines that you could tell were written To be like cutesy lines Oh, his delivery was so bad The lines were bad It wasn't good Oh, It was cringing, cringing for the folks making this generally good wrestling show that this segment had to be in the middle of. It. Oh my god, I hated it. Yeah. Anyway, the Kent stuff was cool. He's going to be in the in the main event next week as well. Who is? Pentar.
0: Oh yeah, yeah! What the fuck? Yeah, that's a pretty huge match, yeah. Um, I loved the 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 video where Ken, after on uh, after the show AEW put up a video where Kenny's like, "Yeah, hey, kid, uh, my buddy." Oh yeah, we're gonna get him. We're gonna He's like, "Fuck you! I'm not your friend." He he delivered it with such intensity. It was great. He's just like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> oh, great stuff. Um. Yeah, so next week it's Kenny and Kenta versus Lance Archer and John Moxley in a lights out match. That if that's an actual match that they give time, that'll be incredible. Um, I I have to I'm imagine it'll it. just be a it, surely it'll just be a a schmoz. I can't imagine they're going to really go mental, but you never know. Uh, yeah, I I I'm not sure if there's uh, if there's too much else to, to chat about from the old Dynamite side of things.
1: I think that's it. Nah,
2: I think
1: that's it. Oh, Edge, Edge was on NXT. Who cares, baby? <laughs> oh, poor Edge. I I saw a picture of him there with um Balor and Pete Dunn, I think it was and an old, haggard-looking Edge. Yeah. sad,
0: sad look. He, he looks. He's one of those. He actually looks better in his, when he's in his wrestling getup. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh when he comes out in the, in the civvies it does not look great um but yeah uh so yeah that's uh, that's the wrestling for this week we'll, we'll be back next week with you know more game golf more movie guff, all that jazz and you know another edition of dynamite we'll talk about that uh, lights out match and, and what that means going forward and uh, more your emails as well uh, chairshoppodcast.com is where you can send us an email or tweet at chairshoppod if you want to contribute to the show such as uh, scott does uh, and, and various others uh, make us pick one ask us about the rest ask us about life tell us about your lives That'd be things. just sound off have a old chat with us and uh, we'll read it next week on the show so uh, yeah with all that said thanks very much for listening folks uh, and uh, we'll be back next week it's goodbye from me Barry Murphy it's goodbye from Joe Towner goodbye and it's goodbye from Mr. Paul Griffin bye bye